Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. While last evening on Saturday, we enjoyed an ordinary evening of fall here on the ground, some of you may have noticed up in the sky something extraordinary. On a clear fall night, we got a clear image of SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket as it launched from Cape Canaveral and it was seen up and down the East Coast, debunking the lie that what happens in Vegas or Florida stays in Vegas or Florida. In the ancient world, as they looked at the world in cosmology, there were three distinct divisions to the world. They divided it up between the heaven, the skies, the earth, and then the underworld, or shale. These three distinct regions were separated by chasms. And to us moderns, that makes a lot of sense. You put human skin under a microscope and you see the various layers. Talk to an architect or a builder, and you know that there are many foundations upon which a building is built. And we see it also in human relationships. There's a great diversity and harmony. In sociology, there's various classes and orders of people. And that is all particularly displayed in this gospel today of Luke 16, as we hear of the rich man and Lazarus. So close together, Lazarus, the poor man, right at the door, and the rich man dining sumptuously each day. The geographic closeness highlights just how divided they are how far away they are, and it makes us uncomfortable. I often think that whenever Luke 16 is read, the story is read, that it speaks for itself, that not much needs to be said in the homily. It's so powerful, so visceral, so disturbing. And I hope today that we are all disturbed by this gospel in its call upon us. A few points, though. We, as Catholic Christians, do believe that there is a heaven and a hell. There is a chasm that separates them. But we believe them not to be geographic places with heaven up there in the sky or hell down there below, but rather We know them to be states of being. Heaven is that perfect life with the Holy Trinity, the ultimate end and fulfillment of every human desire. It's that state of supreme and definitive happiness. Hell is the opposite. It is that state of definitive and self-exclusion from communion with God. And for you and I who live here on earth, we find ourselves in this middle state. 
in this state that is not yet definitive, in this place where the person of Christ makes all the difference. Because we do believe that God the Father sent his Son into this world from heaven to earth. And that not only has elevated and united us to all that is of God, opened the doors to the possibility of salvation, but it has revealed to us the way of salvation. We have upon each and every one of us the call to love, the power to become one in Christ and to live that unity in charity, especially to the poor. Our former Archbishop, retired Archbishop, Shapu, put it very bluntly. He said, if we ignore the poor, we will go to hell. Certainly today, there are many manifestations of hell. The division, the discord, the disharmony. Some affiliate it with the heat and the fire, the violence of our world. But you know, it's also affiliated with the cold. Dante, in writing his magnificent Inferno, at the pit of hell, we find Satan, and he's stuck in ice, flapping his wings like a bat, keeping everything cold, and we know the coldness of hell, the brokenness of human relationships, the isolation, the ice of hatred. But you know, there's many manifestations of heaven the experience of communion, of authentic love, of harmony, of being loved. As I was hearing this gospel today of heaven and hell, the chasm of in-between, and the call that we have to love, I was reminded of a parable from the Jewish tradition, the parable of the long spoons. And the story goes like this, that one day a man said to God, God, I would like to know what heaven and hell are like. And so God showed him two doors. And inside the first one, in the middle of the room, was a large round table with a large pot of vegetable stew. It smelled delicious and it made the man's mouth water. But the people sitting around the table were thin, sick, emaciated. They appeared to be famished, and they were holding spoons with very long handles, and each of them found it possible to reach the pot of stew to take a spoonful. But because the handle was so long, longer than their arms, they could not bring the spoon to their mouth. They were in misery. They were suffering. And God said, you have seen hell. And then behind the second door, the room appeared exactly the same, a large round table, large pot of vegetable stew. 
the people had the same long spoon handles, handled spoons, but they were well-nourished, plump and laughing. And the man said, I don't understand. And God smiled. He said, Love only requires one skill. The people in heaven have learned early on to share and feed one another. My friends, such is the way of our lives. And so long as we find ourselves in time, so long as we find ourselves alive here on earth, there is time not just to share, but to receive the love of Jesus Christ, his love, his incarnation, God with us, has reminded us that there are short spoons. He has given us his word, his sacrament, his food. Let us not hear in vain. Let us not eat in vain. But be brought into greater communion with him. How? Through love. Convicted by the belief that God is with us. Intentional in choosing to see and to notice God and the other, no matter who, no matter what we can each day encounter the other, encounter God in love, for love, with love. My friends, as we read Luke 16, let us thank God for the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the rich man who became poor, so that we who are poor may become rich. And may we be rich in our charity to others. God be with you today.